Hello, my friends. Thank you for joining me today. Today's episode is sponsored by The Beauty Station. We're getting ready to have a conversation about faith, family, and cancer. You're gonna wanna meet these amazing women that are gonna be around the table today. Are you ready to have a conversation? Let's go. Welcome to Sister Friends Cups and Conversation. I'm your host, Teresa Cooper. And today I have with me again, my co-host, Miss Catherine P. Young. Glad to be here. (laughs) (laughs) And we've got some new ladies at the table that we want to introduce you to. Uh, I have Miss Sophia Gatlin. Hello, Miss Sophia. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. And then we have Miss Melody Scott. Yes, I am elated to be invited to the table. So yes. I'm excited. This is going to be a great table. We're going to talk about something so very important and very intimate. So uh, I'm glad that you've joined us today. Before we start, I want to introduce our cup for today. Today, we all have our Sister Friends Cups and Conversation Cup. And uh, I don't know how you feel about it, but this is our fifth season. Uh, It's our third year. And I think it's been a lot of fun. A whole lot of fun. Yes. And a whole lot of great information. (laughs) Yes. And Mm -hmm. I've just really enjoyed uh, offering ministry to you just in a different way. And so um, continue on this journey with us. We'll go as long as the Lord tells us to go. We won't overstay our welcome. We want to bring new ladies to the table. And this is to uh, Sister Friends. All right. right. Sister Friends. Friends. Yes. All right. (laughs) Okay, ladies. So today we're going to have a conversation about uh, faith, family, and cancer. Yes. (laughs) And uh, that's three things that are, that's very important. Um, and it's very intimate. Mm-hmm. And uh, so these ladies that are at the table have um, firsthand experience mm-hmm. yes. um, with uh, faith, family mm-hmm. and cancer. And so we're going to l- allow them to share their story and um, give us some wisdom um, on, ha- on how to navigate when uh, cancer shows up. You know, ladies, I was thinking that no one could ever, uh, and I'm going to try to make it through this episode. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> without crying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a goal. Uh-huh. Um, but no one ever prepares you to hear the word uh, cancer. Right. Correct. And when, when it does show up, uh, I would say that every emotion uh, that God has uh, so delicately placed in us yeah. mm-hmm. surfaces to the top right. and yes. we become very intimate yeah. with each and every uh, emotion. Correct. Um, and I don't think that um, just in thought when you hear, you know, breast cancer awareness mm-hmm. or colon cancer or you just mm-hmm. grow up hearing about any type of cancer. Right. Um, you, you think about it. That's other people. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's someone yes. else. That's not me. Yes. Yeah. And then when it shows up, in your life, it literally opens this box that you didn't even know had all this stuff Correct. Uh, yeah. in you that only, um, I don't even know how to explain it. It's, it's, it's the only um, sickness um, taps something in you, uh-huh. your mortality yes. Yes. into yes. you in a way yes. than 
than anything else in life mm-hmm. can, you know, tap yeah. into you right. in that way. And so I want to ask Miss Melody, just tell us a little bit about your story and, and how you got to this table. So um, I was originally diagnosed in 2013 um, with stage three breast cancer. Initially, I didn't know that's what it was. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because being young, I was in college. Actually, I just graduated uh, college. And um, I think I may have just been in the shower and I was doing myself a breast examination. And I did feel like a small uh, lump initially, Mm -hmm. but I brushed it off. I was like, maybe it could be... um, I had too much caffeine. You know how everybody say. And so, but one day I I found this told my mom because I was starting um, to get um, the different signs of the, of, my breast changing. Okay. And so um, the initial sign was like the in- inverted nipple, yeah. um, mm-hmm. pain in the area. Mm-hmm. And so I finally went and talked to my mom. My mom was like, we need to go to the doctor and yeah. see what's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. So finally, I was going to the hospitals and they just kept saying, because of my age, uh, it can be breast cancer. Right. Uh, so let me just give you a ultrasound, not a mammogram mm-hmm. and all those things. And they kept asking, do you have family history? And I'm like, well, yes, I have um, two aunts that had breast cancer previously. And they just was like, well, did your mom or your grandparents? Right. And I'm like, well, no. They was like, OK, well, we're not going to do the mammogram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're just going to do um, an ultrasound. And so... Pretty much everything came back positive. It was like, okay, well, we see something, but just monitor it, you know? Right. So finally, okay. I went to another doctor because I'm just like, something is not right with yeah. my body. So you kind of felt it. Yeah. I knew wow. it. Right. You know, yeah. I, it was just kept right. tugging um, yeah. on me. And so I went back to the hospital and they told me I, w- I had fibrocystic breast disease. Okay. So I was like, okay, who? But everybody has, not everybody, but African-Americans. Yes. Mm -hmm. People of color uh, generally have uh, fibroids in their breasts. Exactly. Exactly. So So with them telling me that, you know, I'm already Googling on YouTube. (laughs) On the internet, I'm on YouTube. And so I like, fibrocystic, I take it. Okay, cool. Right. Mm -hmm. But my initial, initial um, lump was the size of a grape. But then I started paying attention to my body more, mm. and it became forty-five percent of my breast, and I was a size oh eight at the wow. time. So I have a C cup and an A cup. So I'm mm. like, no, something right. is yes. wrong. And this yes. is before the doctors diagnosed you. Mm. You went from the grape to the right, and okay. so that's when they told me I had fibrocystic okay. breast disease. So okay. finally, I went to a breast specialist. Good. Okay. And okay. so the breast specialist is who did a biopsy. And um, then maybe a couple of days later, I remember sitting at work. He called and he was like, it's definitely positive. Mm -hmm. Um, You, um, the tumor, it is cancerous. Mm -hmm. So what we need to do, um, we need to remove the breast. We need to do chemotherapy. We need to do radiation. And so initially when I heard the um, the word cancer, I freaked out. You know, I called my parents and I was like, so they told you this over the phone? Over the mm-hmm. phone. And how old wow. were you? 25. 25. Um, if you've just tuned in, this is Sister Friends Cups and Conversation. And we're we're having a conversation about faith, family, and cancer. Uh, take up a seat, get a cup of coffee, tea, call a friend. You want to hear 
um, this life altering conversation that we're having. Uh, go ahead, Miss Melody. So yes, I was at work over the phone, and so I just like okay, so I called my mom, my dad. They came to my rescue. They took me home, yeah. and I was just wow. like okay, this is what I had to go through at twenty five. Yeah. Wow. So we end up um um see a couple of days later they was like we need to have emergency surgery um do you just want to have one or both i said take both and mm-hmm. it was like well you don't really have to take take both right you know right, I, right. it's okay you know right. I, it, it is part of my body but if it's either have breasts or stay alive mm-hmm. i'm choosing my life yes yeah. right. and, and so did you know that instinctively it was almost like once he told me i started researching mm-hmm. and um I remember my mom was kind of telling me that my aunt, um, her cancer came back in her other breast. Mm. And so by her telling me that, I'm like, I don't want to go through that again. So anything I need to do, Mm -hmm. I'm ready for it. And so I ended up doing um, my mastectomy. Then I did um, six rounds of intensive chemotherapy and 38 rounds of radiation. And so once they looked at my tumor, they found out that I was actually stage three. Mm, wow. Stage three. And so um, from there, um, I ended up getting reconstruction later on mm-hmm. once I um, um, I was cancer-free. Mm-hmm. So I was in remission for five years. And then that sixth year, I get some news. Mm-hmm. I started feeling sick again. And I'm like, oh, what is going on? It's like I'm feeling weak. Yeah. I didn't want to, I was losing weight. And um, I kept going to um, my oncologist. We're doing blood work. And the blood work, you know, kept coming back, you know, like it was good, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Needless to say, in the middle of the pandemic, they re-diagnosed me with stage four metastatic breast cancer. So here I go again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. 32 now. And in my head, I was just like, I did everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Because even in the um, remission stage, they put me on hormonal um, medication. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so with that, it basically um, stopped your ovaries from working okay. because I am... Um, I don't know if you guys ever heard of ER, PR positive, and HER2 negative. Yeah. <laughs> so me, yes. um, my cancer is... Um, uh, hormonal base. So, um, estrogen positive, progesterone. So with me having a period, my cycle Mm -hmm. and my cancer cell was able to feed off of my hormones that way. Mm -hmm. So they had to block it. So I was good. And Mm so, um, I was on for five years and it just seemed like that six year, um, that's when everything happened again. So I ended up finding that out, um, going to the hospital to actually, um, I was having breathing issues. Okay. And it was kind of like around COVID time, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. before they knew it was COVID. So I ended up going to the emergency room because I had a hard time breathing. And so they ended up um, telling me that my cancer actually moved from my lip nose into my bones. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was in my clavicle, my spine, pelvic, and even into my lungs. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So, um... So with all of that, um, I was just like, really, you know, cause I just opened up my business back in 2019. Okay. So, so in the middle of, of 
fighting for your life. Yes. You launched a business. I launched a business, yes. yes. And your business is, what What do you do? It's a Beautiful Body and More, Mastectomy Boutique and Spa. And so with the Mastectomy Boutique, um, ladies who lost their breasts due to breast cancer, they can come to me and get their breast forms, their prosthetics, and their specialized bras. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so I turn my, you know. Yeah, you're paying. That's something <laughs> yes. you're going to, yes, it's to a I, purpose. I'm not even for sure. Um, I can even understand how you're, you were able to do that. So you you launched a business, a beautiful business. I've, I've been there. Thank you. And um, you did it with excellence. Thank you. And you were servicing people mm-hmm. who were going through what you're going through. Right, just trying to be that person of hope. Yeah. To let them know it's, 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 it's going to be okay. Absolutely. You know, it is a constant battle, but it starts with your mind yeah. and your faith in God. Yes. And so... Um, so, yes, yeah, so I opened up a business, and so then the following year, I got diagnosed. Um, did um, nine rounds of chemo that time around. Mm-hmm. Was on oxygen um, for two months, I do believe. I owned it for 24 hours a day. Wow. But I told the Lord, I said, look, <laughs> if you feel like it's my time to go home, mm-hmm. you can take me, but I'm not ready. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like my purpose have not been fully fulfilled just yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so he heard my prayer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I told him I wanted to be off my oxygen. Yeah, in like May, I said, "Lord, look, I'm a little shallow. I can't be having oxygen tank and wearing stilettos. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're gonna have to uh, figure something out." Yeah, and he he heard my cry and. I remember waking up with my oxygen machine um, where the, the two that would actually give me oxygen, I woke up out of my sleep and I noticed it was out of my nose and I freaked out. But then I just heard the Holy Spirit was like, calm down. Yeah. You don't need it. Wow. You don't need, you, you woke up without yeah. having this oxygen machine in, you know, helping you breathe. And from April to now, I have not used any type of Praise machine God. or anything. Yes. Yes. Um, so I did nine rounds of chemotherapy uh, in 2020. I had to do it by myself because of the because, pandemic. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. And from there, um, God has truly been blessing me. I don't have any signs of cancer in my lungs now. Um, I'm able to function. I'm getting ready to do a bone scan. Okay. Um, but pretty much God has definitely... Um, Kept my mind. Yeah, absolutely. He, I mean, that's the number one thing. He kept my mind. I just kept praying, Lord, keep my mind. Yes. Yeah. And of course, yes. with anxiety medicine, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> right. good. Yes. I, I take my meds. I yes. tell people, if you feel like you need some assistance, right. do it. Yes, absolutely. God is powerful. He is going to heal you, but he also gives you wisdom. Yes. yes. And, and, you know, and you just have to do what you have to do to make it, yes. you know, in and life. I, and I would say, just listening to your story this far, um, you really advocated very well for yourself mm-hmm. um, against all odds as far as um, what the doctors were saying. Right. Um, and literally, if you if you didn't advocate for mm-hmm. yourself the way that you did, you might not even be sitting here. Oh, I, I know I wouldn't be. Yeah. Even so. the second time around, I feel like I had to be an advocate again. Yeah. You, and it, the key thing is learning your body. That's yes. good. You have to know. 
And so when something isn't right, you can tell the doctor, this is not right. Yes, you're saying one thing, but no, I know this is right. right. That's good. Um, I hope you all are listening because I think we've said this often Mm -hmm. on Sister Friends Mm -hmm. that you're your best advocate and you can Mm -hmm. speak up for yourself best. And so that's so important. And, And especially in this time. Not to, I know finances are tough and I know we, we got insurance issues, but at the end of the day, um, your life is more important yes. Than, yes. than a $40, yes. $45 copay. Yes. yes. You know, um, or going to the ER, quick care. Um, you have to advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and so that's, that's so important. And I'm just amazed, Miss um, Melody. Um, I mean, I know it's the goodness of God yes. and the grace of God. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also a testament um, to your faith. Yes. And um, I ha- there's a saying that I have that says, let let faith be the navigation system mm-hmm. um, in the storm of fear. Right. And I just can't, there, there had to be a lot of stuff going on in your head and your heart and your mind. Um, just, I'm mad just because they told you over the phone. Yeah. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. No, this requires you calling me in yeah. in a room yeah. with the lights dimmed. Yeah. And talking to me, <laughs> looking at me. <laughs> you know how they have their movies. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and yeah. set the atmosphere and tell me. And, and like, tell me, yeah. That's serious. You know what? Where I, I, I remember where I saw you on Facebook and I saw you telling this story. Mm-hmm. You had just went through the second round. Yeah. And I, I sent everybody your mm-hmm. picture and our little prayer group. We did. Um, I said, pray for this mm-hmm. young woman. I say, she's young, second round of breast cancer. And you just touched my heart. For, and yeah. you weren't crying on that. You were so you happy. Yes. But I say, she is too young. The devil yes. is a liar yeah. over her life. Absolutely. I had to smile to keep from crying, for one. And mm-hmm. I know it's all mental. Once you have control of your mind, you mm-hmm. can take control of any situation. But once your mind is gone mm-hmm. and you let the enemy play mm-hmm. with your thoughts, Oh, it's a wrap. Yeah. (laughs) And that's with with any situation, not even just cancer. Mm -hmm. But you have to just hold on to the word. And I was doing my affirmation, still do it now. And I still believe I have a journey and God has put me in a position. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like everything happens for a reason. And now anybody that do come into my boutique, no matter what stage they're in, I'm able to comfort them yes. and uh, be a place of refuge. Let yes. them know That's good. it's going to be okay. Yeah. yeah, It's going to be okay. Absolutely. <laughs> now, Miss Sophia Gatlin, mm-hmm. um, you've, you've got a, an extensive um, story as well. And so I'm not going to tell you which story to tell. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? Because you, I mean, you've, you've, these women are champions. Yes. Let me just say that. Okay. Yes. They're not survivors. They're champions. They mm-hmm. like conquered um, and they're and they are conquering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so I'm just simply amazed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, cancer visited you in several different ways. Yes. And so I'll let you decide which story you want to tell your personal story or your family's story as far as your husband. It's whichever one you want. OK. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I thought about that. Which yeah. one I was going to tell. But let me just say, I remember you mm-hmm. and I remember praying mm-hmm. and I, when we were talking, I said, oh, that's the young lady mm-hmm. and you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you you're so much. Thank you. Yes. I, I just, I'm thankful for all the prayers and support. Yes. So mm-hmm. thank you so much. Well, I um, probably back in 2011 <clears throat> and for vanity, 
I went to my doctor because my hair, hair was shedding. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, just give me some iron pills. Give me something. Mm-hmm. And um, a young doctor, young, uh, young lady, she said, well, she said, I have to do something to justify me giving you a prescription. Okay. So, and that's how she went ahead and did the blood work. And after she got the blood work back, and she said, something's not right. Let me send you to an oncologist. And so when I went to the oncologist, um, of course, he said, we're going to start. Let's do the process of elimination. Um, you're losing blood. Let's see why you're losing blood. I'm like, I'm losing blood. And I was already freaking out because I was at an oncologist. Mm-hmm. And um, so he said, let's just start with a uh, colonoscopy. Okay. And I thought, I said, okay, well, let's just start with that. So I remember it's so clear. I think that um, I went and had a colonoscopy done, and I just finished, I'd gone back to school, mm-hmm. just finished turning in my last paperwork, my thesis, and I was like, yes, I'm ready to start this new career. Yeah, right. And, you know, I just had an interview, um, um, just had an um, interview with uh, for management, mm-hmm. and things were looking pretty positive, and I thought, this is going to be great. But I remember um, the doctor, he couldn't see me until the next week to give me the results. And I never forget, I was working for you. Oh, okay. I uh, working for a grant. I had to go turn the paperwork in. Mm-hmm. And I, I recall that day going um, in because I think Bishop Cooper said, he said, you're just glowing today. And I thought, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's this positive <laughs> energy. Right. Mm-hmm. So I remember um, mm-hmm. going in that morning to get the res- um, the afternoon to get the results. And my husband, well, my late husband, he said, you know, I'm going to go with you to the appointment. And I was like, yeah, you know, I, I can do this. I'm a big yeah. girl. Mm-hmm. I can do this on my own. So he said, let me go with you. And so it was a really, I mean, you can just feel the atmosphere. It was just, a, uh, I don't want to say eerie, mm-hmm. but it was almost eerie mm-hmm. in the atmosphere. And we were a little early. So we stopped at Starbucks to um, get some coffee. And my son, who was youngest son, who was in college at LSUS at the time, he said he passed by me. He told me later and he said he looked at me and looked at dad, um, my husband and he said, mom has cancer, but she's going to be OK. Mm. That was what hit him. Wow. Never talked about it. So when I did get to, the, um, to the, um, the doctor's office, he waited. We were the last people to be seen. And so that was just like, mm. this can't this can't be good. Yeah. But, you know, in the process before I got there, a couple of days before I got there, I was like you. Mm-hmm. I went on the Internet. The, the Internet, boy. The, I mean, yeah. this Internet, I mean, it, can, <laughs> they know. it can help you or mess you up. Yeah, yeah. It can right. help you or mess you up. <laughs> yeah. So I went on the Internet and um, started looking at um, um, aesthetic cancer. And I was like, they would say tumors, tumors. That's what I kept hearing. We took a tumor off, but. You still have another tumor. I'm like, what does that mean? So I got a chance to look at it, read some reviews, mm-hmm. look, um, got a chance to do a lot of research mm-hmm. just before then. So when we got to the doctor, unlike you, when we got to the doctor, he did create the atmosphere. Okay. We were the last ones and he came in and he, uh, with me and my husband, he said, Sophia, you know, you have a tumor. I was like, yeah, okay, so you're removed to right. already. He said, no, you have a tumor. I was like, what does that mean? And I remember him grabbing my hand. You have cancer, Sophia. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Are you serious? Yeah. And he's like, yes, you have cancer. So like you said, then you go into this place where you're like, you're in this dream world. Right. Mm-hmm. It's surreal. Absolutely. Yeah. And I remember he said, go over to the base. We need, you know, blah, 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 paperwork done. And he said, and I already got you set up with two different doctors. So let me say how God has it. He knows before you know what you're going mm-hmm. through. Right. Mm-hmm. His grace 
covers you during the whole time. When I got to the base, it was lunchtime, so I'm already in a uh, in a tizzy. Yeah. So when I got there, Kathy was still still working at the base, mm-hmm. and I told Kathy what was going on. She grabbed my paperwork. She said, "Don't worry about it." She went to the back, found doctors to sign off on my paperwork. She said, "Go, come back. Uh, everything is done." Wow. So I can see the hand wow. through the whole process. Right. I can see yeah. the hand of God. Surreal moment. So during that time, within it, I think we came and talked with you. And Bishop Cooper and said, you know, this was going on. I didn't really at the time want anybody to know. Right. I, I called my kids. They're living all over the place. Talk mm-hmm. with them and talk with my family. Um, but let me tell you something. I was in a surreal moment. But a week later, we had Bible study on Wednesday night. Bishop called Bishop Cooper called me in the office. And he said, I think let, let's tell the people. And I was like, no, no, I don't want to tell the people. He said, no. You need somebody to be in with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He yeah. said you need to be in. And I thought, you know, I'm private. I can do this by myself. Right. Right? But I tell you what, he at the end of the service, he called me up and he prayed for me. And when he prayed, he said something. It probably it resounded in me, would stay with me for the rest of my life. He said, I'm not praying as your bishop. I'm praying as your pastor. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he grabbed my head like uh, Ted DiBiase. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this man's... he grabbed my head. And when he mm-hmm. prayed, something broke. Mm-hmm. That was it. And I was able to get my um, balance, my equilibrium. And every day it was like a quiet, gentle word came to me. Don't fret. Right. Yes. Don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. The next day I'm with you. The next wow. day I will never leave you up until the time I had surgery. And I did have the surgery a couple of days before Thanksgiving. And I had my family come in and it was, the support was overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I mean, the waiting room was just, just packed with people. So I remember having that, but I remember most of all was during this time of that, the C word. Mm-hmm. God had it set up for me. Mm-hmm. I cannot express the, the, the gratitude I have to God yes. that he would keep people in my path mm-hmm. already set things up yeah. right? mm-hmm. because I had a cousin now who went to every chemotherapy, even Crystal went to a chemotherapy mm-hmm. with me. And you know, Crystal, wow. this was mm-hmm. like several years back and she's eating her chips and her snacks. <laughs> <laughs> you have been there. Yeah. And I thought, oh, she's just going to be totally grossed out. Ah, Sister Gallon, you need this? Did you eat mm-hmm. this? But you know what? It defines you. It's, it's a defining moment. You never, you see things different from now then on. Yeah. Okay. Once you're yeah. diagnosed. Yeah. And it challenges your faith. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know about you, mm-hmm. when I first heard it, I first thing I thought, have I sinned? Okay. Because wow. that's, yeah. yeah. That's I thought, have I sinned? Yeah. Have I sinned? Okay. I said, have I sinned? Because you think, I've done the th- right things. I've served you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I've honored, I try to honor you, honor my husband. Right. Um, so why is this, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the first thing you do, you do a checks and balance. Mm-hmm. You go through and okay, if anything there you deal with. And so, and then it was like, why not you? Right. Why, right. Why, why not you? You're in this world. Right. You're in this world. Why not you? And so once I gathered that, why not me? And then, and I knew I was going to have to go through the chemo. I've seen, we've had healings in our family. So I know that you can be instantly healed. Yes. But I knew that I was going to go through the process. But there was a peace that came with it. And I know, I remember I yeah. told you, I'm yeah. like, mm-hmm. 
I thought I was going to have a Florida Evans moment, but I never had one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I never had one, a Florida Evans moment, because he graciously yes. covered me and covered yes. my mind through the whole mm-hmm. time. Right. So I did do six months of chemo, and I won't get into other one, but I will say that you have to know where your anchor is. Yes. yes. You mm-hmm. have to know what you believe and what mm-hmm. holds you and grounds mm-hmm. you. Because that Friday, when I finished my last uh, chemotherapy, and you ring the bell mm-hmm. and, you know, and you have a celebration moment, that Monday, following Monday, my husband was diagnosed with two different cancers. Yeah. So it hit our family in a different way. And we went through the challenge for many years yes. with mm-hmm. my husband. So, um, But what I can say about this, God sustains. Yes. God keeps you. And you better know who your anchor is. Yes. Yeah. You better know what you're grounded in, who you're grounded in. Yeah, so, absolutely. I said, mm. grace of God. Do you yeah. have a, a scripture, Kathy? Um, this scripture, it just touched my heart. It, it's Psalms 30 and 2. It says, Lord, my God, I called to you for help and you healed me. Mm. Yes. You know, the word of God tells us is that the Lord is a strong tower. Yes. And when the righteous run in, they are saved. We have to run to him, not run yes. from him. And I like what Sophia said um, to the part where she said, um, you know, I thought I sinned. You know, that's a lot of bad teaching that's right. been teaching, taught. Yeah. Right. That right. you sin, you must been sinning like Job friends. So right. you must been doing something. No, Nothing that's like part it. of life. It's right. part of trials. But we know God delivers us from all of that. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And, I, and I, I just let me ask you, ladies, about because I'm hearing your stories. Um, it most definitely took um, your personal faith mm-hmm. um, to sustain yourself. Um, can you guys kind of explain a little bit how um, how it, it impacted your families, mm-hmm. or and then also how um, to a certain degree you had to give your families to the Lord because you only had enough energy right for yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Do you, either one of you want to speak on that? Um, yes, I can definitely say that um, my family both times pulled together. Um, I remember the first time, of course, we was able to have a lot of people come in the room. Mm-hmm. And so one thing about my dad, um, he never missed an appointment. Um, he always had like this thing because he is a, a, a pastor of Harvest Temple Church of God in Christ. Yes. <laughs> and um, one of his things, he always um, would apologize to us as growing up. He was like, man, you know, I apologize if I missed out on things in life because mm-hmm. I was dealing with other people's families in the ministry. Right. But I felt like I think that moment he was like, I'm not missing it. Right. That's good. Right. So That's he came good. to every appointment with me. Yeah. Um, my family, my mom, everybody took turns taking care of me. Um, but there was a lot of times that I had to mask my feelings mm-hmm. because I didn't want them to worry so much. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. You know, like my mom, she, I'm the baby. Yeah. You know, and so... She already lost a sister with breast cancer. Okay. And then she had another sister that got, you know, uh, had breast cancer twice. So she just kind of like, okay, it skipped me, but my baby girl has it. And so, um, but she was definitely there the second time around to the point that I literally could not bathe myself. Mm. She had to bathe me. Like, I was a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, but... Everybody came together, and like I said, I truly kind of masked my feelings and emotions, mm-hmm. and I didn't really cry a lot in front of my family and okay. friends. It was more of a moment 
I would just let everything go when I was by myself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I kind of handle. You know, it touched me when, because she had a journey on Facebook. Okay. And all her hair fell out and your sister cut her hair. Yes. Oh, she did. I think I could have <laughs> fell out all over. She shaved her hair. She did. She and did. And I was like, how, how awesome is that? Your big sister just. Yeah. She did. Mm-hmm. Because when I lost my hair the first time, ooh, yeah. I was rolling out on the ground. I was just like, no, not my hair. Yeah. And yeah. so I didn't, it, it grew back. It was long, you know. And so the second time around, I was like, oh, I, I, I was able to handle it, you know, the first time kind of. So this time around, I know what to expect. Right. It's going to come out. I had actually this style of braids uh, in my hair at the time. But then when I did this and my hair was in the braid, mm. I was like, Oh, here we go again. I thought yeah. I was I thought I was strong. I thought I was gonna be able to handle yeah. it. But once, you know, we cut the hair, I was like, okay, it's cool. And I didn't even wear a wig uh this time around. Okay. So I'm just like, you know what, this is what this it is. is okay. This is what I'm experiencing. This is what I'm experiencing. Right. I'm not gonna hide it because the first time I tried to hide it um yeah. with my wigs. But I was like, at this point, I don't care. Like, mm, I'm right. here, I'm just trying to fight for my life. Just trying to fight. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so I definitely had uh Huge support from um, family, friends, even strangers. So even with you all saying that you guys prayed for me, I had so many people rooting for me. Yeah. And that gave me the courage to continue living Absolutely. and fighting. Absolutely. That's, That's important. Uh, community is important. Yes. And and sometimes we don't even realize. We, we can find all the ways to say why we don't participate mm. in certain, you know, whether it's church whether it's um, being a part of sororities or just whatever whatever community it is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we can find so many reasons to be isolated and walled off. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when we go through something that's mm-hmm. life-altering, yes. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. we rediscover the power and the importance of family, mm-hmm. you know, of community, mm-hmm. of being a part of something, yes. you know, whether it's a ministry. Uh, ultimately, you know, to me, I think that the church is like the organism that the, that the Lord's put in the earth right. uh, yeah. to minister to people. So right. I'm always going to be pro-church. You right, know, right. Um, because that's the heartbeat of God. You know yes. what I mean? Um, but you don't, sometimes you don't realize how powerful it, powerful it is until you find yourself in a situation yes. and yes. you actually need that community, you know, to be there for you. Yes. Because yeah. even my sorority sisters, they surprised me with a parade. And that moment, I was like, I really have a group of people yeah. that are really supporting, yeah. and they're rooting for me. Yes. And so little things like that really will help someone that's going through a struggle to mm-hmm. really, you know, have faith again. Even when we, we may have lost faith for a moment, but when you see people coming together, yes. it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I can do this. Right. Yeah, and you know, and I'm going to let you say something, Sophia, but I want to make it very clear that faith isn't a rosy Right. Oh, yeah. Walk or a rosy picture having faith. You're going to have moments of doubt, moments of fear. You're going to have moments where you're angry. You know, you're going to have, you're going to experience um, that is a part of faith because your your faith is not faith unless it's tested. Right. You know what I'm saying? Unless it's it's put to the test, to the stress um, of life. That's when you really know you've got faith. Mm Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. and so that's important because sometimes people have a false image. Of what faith is. Right. Yeah. They feel so, like you just right. oh, and they feel I'm, shocked mm-hmm. when they when they're like when they start feeling these emotions, yeah. you know, right. that are opposite of faith. And they think that 
that means that they, they didn't have any. Right. So if you woke right. up, if you got dressed, if you washed your face, yes. if you answered the phone, that's faith. That's right. Exactly. You yes. know what I mean? Because you could have you could have been in doubt, fear, um, you know, anxiety, and all those other things uh, that would cause you to avoid, you know, living life, mm-hmm. showing right. up for your life. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Sophia, how did um, I know you said having an anchor and having family and faith mm-hmm. was very mm-hmm. vital. Um, but how did the, what was the overall um, impact as far as your family? Um, wow. Because you, you know, had to walk well, it alone, but then they also had to experience they it. They also had you. to experience mm-hmm. it. It I, I really um, was surprised, especially with my sons. Mm-hmm. Um, my two younger sons had um, um, moved from New Orleans back home to go finish college. Okay. They were a big support, mm-hmm. a big support. And my daughter who moved at some point, she moved, but, and, um, other kids, they were big support, but they really, and my daughter, one of my daughter-in-laws, they just jumped in. Oh, I mean, it's like great. they jumped in with both yeah. feet. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we go through life and we build and we, and, um, we built with this business or, we're moving in our careers. Mm-hmm. There are things that we're trying to attain and get for us financially, yeah. monetarily. But there is something to say about it. You can have all those things. Mm-hmm. But when life happens, mm-hmm. to have someone with you right. who can stand with you. Because I remember going through a point where people can come over to the house because I had gotten so small. Mm. Doing chemo and and I seen one or two people in the store and they went the opposite way in, in tears. Because they told me later, I could not tolerate looking at you like that. Wow. Right. Okay. And so and and wow. so the people that were able to come over to the house to, to see you and your frailty and but can go back, go past that and, and minister, minister right. to you and sit mm-hmm. with yeah. you. Right. That is priceless. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, that is priceless. You can't put a price on that. Yeah. So in my children, um, it helped because after my husband was diagnosed, then we had another journey. Yeah. With my husband. Mm-hmm. So we have been in this process. And even now with the grieving process, we're, you know, it's, it's, it's God. And yeah. now they're finding they're having to find themselves, mm-hmm. the God of our parents. Right. Mm-hmm. The God that we that what you would learn all through the years yes. as a young child, right. a young adult that we try to instill in you. Now they're trying to walk that out. Yeah. And they're yeah. saying, OK, that you're that God such and such. And each one of them is starting to come into yes, themselves absolutely. in this walk. So, um, and I'm sure that it, even with your family, um, your parents being, um, pastors, that there was a certain level of, uh, if you would say pride that everything they put in you, mm-hmm. this, in, in the middle of this horrific thing that has happened to see the faith of God in you yes. rise up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that as a parent, it's like, I did, I did my job. Right. I got my, my children mm-hmm. were on loan to me from God and I did my part mm-hmm. because now as an adult, a young adult, she's able to, to fight the biggest giant that giant. she'll probably ever face yeah. and, and look it straight in the face with faith uh-huh. and fight, you know? And so I know even for your children, for them to now be able to they have to get to a place they can't live off of the faith of their parents. Yeah. Right now, they have to right. they have to have a personal relationship <laughs> with personal. the God of their parents. Right, mm-hmm. and you know? and I had to trust God to that. Right, mm-hmm. and they had to. I'm sure seeing how you fought. Yes, and seeing how you stood, mm-hmm. and seeing how the grace and the just the 
you know, the grace that you stood while you were fighting uh, for yourself. And then as you were fighting for your husband has to resonate back to them. It has to speak back to them. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. You know, there's a scripture, Proverbs 1 and 33. It says, but all who listen to me will live in peace, Mm -hmm. untroubled by fear of harm. Uh, That's a scripture that I know that, um, especially when I'm, when we've had to face um, areas where it felt like fear was overwhelming us. Mm -hmm. Proverbs 1 and 33 was like, Lord, you promise, but you said those who listen to me and I'm listening to you will live in peace. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, even, I mean, the peace that surpasses any trouble. Yeah. You didn't say you weren't going to have no trouble. That's right. I can end my trouble, still have peace. Peace. Yes. 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 Untroubled by fear of harm, knowing that he has my best interests at heart. You know what I mean? That he's got right. me covered in this life and he's got me covered even in the next in the, life. Right. And that really is our hope. Right. That's where yes. our, hope, our hope is is anchored in that. That's the anchor. That yes. is the anchor. Do you know that what I'm saying? That anchor. if this body, this natural body perishes, come on. Right. Yeah. That I that my right. spirit lives for eternity. Mm-hmm. That's my, my true state. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and spirit. getting to that point to where you read, he... He loves me. He he won't you know, he won't no harm yes, for me. Yes. I have a friend, she had breast cancer. She was diagnosed 20 years ago, overcame. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, fear will come yes. back mm-hmm. to visit her. Yeah. Of course. And she will yes. call me and cry. And we have to pray. But then yes. she feel guilty about fear. And I say, No, ma'am, that's right. that's, that's a, a human emotion. Yes. Right. But the devil is still a liar, like yes. he was 20 yes. years right. ago. Yeah. We pray, we get through that, and she'll call me in a few months, pray again. We have to pray her through that. I think sometimes we feel guilty when that fear comes. I must not have enough faith. Right. Right. I must not right. be fast right. enough. I must not be doing it. Right. That's part of life. But right. God right. deliver us from yes. it all. Yes. And he I gives agree. you people, put, place people in your life yes. mm-hmm. that aids you. I can remember, remember my first um, time I was preparing to go to my first chemo session and I was in um, the office and I remember calling Kathy and I was mm-hmm. just boo-hoy. And I said, Kathy, I'm the youngest person here. I mm-hmm. am the youngest person here. I'm 47 years old. Yeah. And I said, I'm the youngest person here. And I don't know if you remember what you said. And you said, and you're the youngest good-looking person in this <laughs> office. And I thought, and I just started laughing. <laughs> and it was in that moment that God, you know, his voice, and he yeah. spoke. Um, he spoke to me through Kathy right. and it aided me through the rest of that day yeah. to get through my day. And, and you still like, had permission to laugh. Yeah. I, but see, I, yeah, yeah you had mm-hmm. permission and you have to give yourself permission. Yeah. yeah. Give, give yourself permission to you laugh and say, you. I'm going to live. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and we're going to live out loud if yeah. possible. Mm-hmm. So, um, this is what God does. It's that faith. That's the beauty that's inside of you called mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit yeah. that enables you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I thought was the most, you know, we, People use the analogy of the butterfly and um, how it, it starts off and then it turns into mm-hmm. the butterfly. Right. Um, but I think one of the, the most beautiful things that I was able to witness was to see you, Sophia, mm-hmm. before cancer, be reserved, a little timid, mm-hmm. had an opinion, <laughs> but always was waiting in line. Right. Just to, and then you would raise your hand first, you know, to give you know, do I have permission? And then you would say something. But it was beautiful to see you um, as you were going through cancer, 
you got stronger mm -hmm. and stronger mm -hmm. and stronger. And then it was like you turned a corner and you just began to roar. Mm. It did she? Yeah, just just roar. I told her, can you find somebody else to tell off but me? Because <laughs> she tell me off on a regular basis. And you just all of a sudden there was a voice yes, that right? yes. you found. Whether you found it because you were fighting for your life, mm -hmm. I don't really know the journey. Only you know. Maybe mm -hmm. you may not even have figured out altogether how you know you, you it came, but it was um it was a beautiful thing to see. Yeah, um, you. Almost literally evolved. She did, yes. Out of of the pain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, love it. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it and it's it's some tests in life that we we wish we could run away from. Yes. That wish we could pass. Can I get a pass for it? Yes. And I mean, when I I, I will never forget the you know when my husband got his diagnosis of cancer, and I knew when when they told us to go to urology oncologist mm -hmm. I knew then I just didn't say anything out loud because I'm thinking if he's going to oncologist mm -hmm. right, what are we going to there for mm -hmm. you yeah. know and I just got quiet in myself right and it is like a movie reel <laughs> just like yeah. something that's happening to you mm -hmm. and we got out we walked out we did the whole appointment we walked out we looked at each other. We got in a car and we was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> like, so we just looked at each other like, really? Like, okay, Lord. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is okay. Yeah. This is what we finna do in, in our 50s. This is what we finna do. Mm -hmm. And you just, it's almost like you make a decision at that moment, mm -hmm. you know? And I think for me, I just went, really quiet mm -hmm. because I knew that I had to give him this moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I, we know, you know, those of us that have been married or if we've been in a, a, a intimate relationship, men aren't the best sick people. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No. no. They don't do well with sick. Mm -mm. Yeah. So I just knew immediately I needed to just go in and experience this with him right? Okay. and let it be his moment because he's going to need, I mean, now this is the captain that steers the ship. Mm -hmm. I'm either going to trouble the captain yes, mm -hmm. or I'm going to be the best mate possible yes. because the, the, the ship still has to be stirred. Right. Yes. <laughs> you yes. know what I'm saying? Right. And so, um, but it is a, um, it is a defining moment mm -hmm. for your faith, for your family. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and we're blessed because so many mm -hmm. families um, fall apart. Right. Yeah. Yes. Don't survive. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and you all are sitting here with intact, you know, children, family. Mm -hmm. um, there's a scripture in Isaiah 46 and 4. We're getting to the end of our um, episode, but I want to definitely share these scriptures. Um, Isaiah 46. I will be the same until, until your mm -hmm. old age. This is a prayer. Mm -hmm that I prayed over my husband and I spoke over him. I will be the same until your old age. I will bear you up. I have made you and I will carry you. I will bear and rescue you. And I would remind the enemy, remind cancer, mm -hmm. remind everything that was around us that he's going to be the same God until our old age. And we're not old yet. Right? Yeah. Do you know not what yet. I mean? 
and then we would begin to pray. And, and for those of you, you may be watching and you may, you may be going through cancer. Um, you may have a loved one that's going through cancer and you needed this encouragement and you might need these scriptures to help you to uh, pray or to help you um, feed your faith because your right. faith has to be fed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I would want to share these scriptures with you. Jeremiah 30 and 17. This is something we prayed every day um, over um, our husbands. Um, I stayed praying and quoting these scriptures over him and I will restore health to you. And I put his name there, Sean. I will restore health to you, Sean, and heal your wounds, declares the Lord. That's Jeremiah 30 and 17. Deuteronomy 32 and 2 says, Sean, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of this. For the Lord God goes before you. He will not leave or forsake you. And so you... Put your name in the scripture. Know that the scripture is written for you personally. Mm -hmm. It's written for the world, but you are literally the world to God. Malachi 4 and 2, because Sean fears my name. This is one I would, I was like, Lord, we've served you from our youth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Come on. And we have feared your name. I, the son of righteousness, will rise with healing in my wings. And Sean will go free, leaping with joy like calves led out to pasture. And I know it may not have been these same scriptures, but the Lord spoke those things over um, Sophia. And I know that he is continuing to speak those things Mm -hmm. over Melody. Thank Mm -hmm. you. And we're just going to pray right now. Mm -hmm. We're going to just pray for healing and strength and courage uh, to continue to fight and to continue to war against the spirit of cancer. We rebuke cancer in the name of Jesus. And we speak to cancer to back up and get off of God's people. And God, we thank you that you are raising up doctors and scientists. God, God, I thank thank you that you're working in the unseen and that there will be a cure for cancer. God, I thank you that you're raising up your daughters and you're causing them to be better Mm -hmm. advocates for themselves and you're causing them to rise up in Mm -hmm. wisdom and information so that they can speak and seek the care that they need for their physical bodies for it is your will that we walk in wholeness and that we walk healed. And so, Father, I just thank you right now for the miracles that are going to take place. I thank you that Sophia is in remission and cancer will not revisit her or revisit her body in any way. That I thank you for Melody, Father, that you are healing her and that you are speaking uh, for cancer to dry up throughout her body, that she'll be in remission. That, that 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 the sickness and any disease would be quiet yes. in her body. Yes. And God, she'll give you all the glory and she'll give you all the praise. And so, Father, we thank you yes. that our best days are in front of us. Yes. We thank you, Father, that our best days are in yes, front of us. God. And we just give you praise for it. And we call it done in Jesus' name. Yes. Jesus Amen. Name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Um, share this um, episode, this conversation, this podcast with your friends and anybody that needs encouragement, anyone that needs their faith fueled um, concerning um, cancer, family, and faith. Um, be sure to uh, follow us across all of our social media platforms. And then um, don't forget, something to sip on is next.
Thank you for joining the conversation today. It was very powerful and impactful. We want to thank Sophia and Melody for sharing their personal stories with us on today. And Kathy and I are so grateful that you were a part of this important conversation at Sister Friends Cups and Conversation. I want to thank the Beauty Station for their sponsorship of this episode. Like, share, subscribe to our channel, follow us across all of our social media platforms, and join us next week. Remember, something to sip on is next. Oh, this is something to sip on. I want to say uh, sip on that God is a healer. He's always healing. He's always delivering. And uh, keep your prayer requests before him because he is a healer. Kathy, what are you sipping on? I'm going to sip on this quote that I saw yesterday when I was studying for this. It's by Helen Keller. And she says, although the world is full of suffering, it is also full of the overcoming of it. Oh, yeah. And I just thought it was so befitting with the what we talked about. Yes. And we are overcomers through Christ Jesus. Absolutely. He is our anchor and he is our source. Though we suffer. Right. He delivers from it all. You know, I'm gonna. I got a second sip. Okay. Because <laughs> this is Women's Month. Yes. And I'm just saying, you know, women is some bad. When God made woman. Yes. Yeah. You know, he did that. He did that. <laughs> and so that's all. That's all I had to say. That's all. You know, yeah, Sophia, what good. you sipping on? Well, what am I sipping on? I tell you what. Sow your seeds, not only in finances, but sowing to someone else, because you never know when you need someone else in your life. That's good. Give me a little tap, tap. Come on. That's good. That's good. Miss Melody, what are you (laughs) sipping on today? This is for anyone and everybody. Uh, Learn your body because a few seconds can truly save your life. Yes. When you know um, what's going on with yourself, you can tell your doctors. And ladies, always do your self-examinations and your mammograms because by you doing that, you can truly save your own life. Yes. Mm -hmm. You're worth it. And that's something to sip on.